So Scott, what, what 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 did we just hear there? Uh, we we heard a little bit of news clip about a show from the 1960s by the creative Laugh-In called Turn On. Yeah, and Turn On is considered uh, by some the biggest flop on television ever, biggest comedy flop on television ever. And yes, once again, you've tuned into another episode of Comedy History 101, where we. School you in comedy. I, of course, am Harmon Leon, and with me, as always, of course, Scott Kalonico. How are you, Scott? Pretty good, Harmon. Uh, I'm here, here in Berlin. Things are turning a bit chilly. Um, the fall leaves. Blah are out. blah ready, blah. Ready Talking fall. about the what? weather. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's good. No, that's that's the thing. Because we can all agree on the weather. Huh, okay. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. We'll we'll save that little, for our other podcast called Weather or Not, where where we <laughs> all we do is tell you about the temperature at the time of the recording. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a little aggressive. You can start a podcast where you just did call it called aggressiveness. I know this is how we are in uh, Trump America. We 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 we, we just ridicule so. and mock <laughs> all yeah, that's part of the fake, that was fake news. It's a, it's a trickle down. It's a trickle news, down right effect there. from from the man above, and we we don't mean uh, the big man above. We we mean the orange man above. Is that we just yeah the orange we, man. We, we we just mock and ridicule. Some say that's uh, insult <laughs> comedy because uh, tying it into comedy history one hundred and one. Yeah. I say it's just being an asshole. It's like it's like having Andrew Dice Clay in charge, man. No, no. At least Andrew Dice Clay had a construction of some a semblance of jokes. This is just just you mean like the one where, where, where he hangs the dead gay guy in Brooklyn. <laughs> that like that one. Yeah, you have that one. Yeah, uh, uh, okay. do the character, do the character. And, but like but uh, I, I don't think our president is doing a character. He is just doing no. himself. Anyway, just a side note, <laughs> uh, a friend of mine and friend of yours, we were talking about how uh, Alec Baldwin really isn't funny uh, doing the, his Trump impression because it's essentially you're already doing a parody of something that is pretty much a parody. It's kind of like those, uh, God, man, I can't remember those two guys who started doing those um, like the the airplane style knockoffs and meet the Spartans and it, not the scary movies guys, but not the Wayne brothers, but the guys who do the other ones and like they the Zucker brothers. The point where no, no, no. It's like it's it's some other. I don't know if it's brothers, but it's, a, it's some guys who are doing the 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 you know the the parody movies. But now they're so bad where they're like parody like like in one of the parody movies they parodied Borat and it's just like dude you're parrying parodying somebody who. 
is a set, you know. You're being like, satirical it's, about it's something that's sense. being satirical. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's like it's it's like those guys who do the um it's not it's like it's a step beneath the Wayne's brothers. It's a step beneath scary movies. It's like Meet the Spartans, I think was one of the movies they did. There's a couple more where they like turn they just crank these movies out, but they make money with them. But it's yeah, that it's like making fun of parodies where it's like, dude, you're parodying a parody? Yeah, I think that's just casual. Question mark? Yeah, so, um, you know, that's the point. I think any kind of Trump impression is always like, uh, yeah, it's already, he's already a parody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, you know, I guess in my, in this day and age, and uh, maybe we're, we're doing two podcasts today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, sure. So, yeah, okay. We were doing the parody, the parody podcast, and then uh, the history of Turn On. But uh, for my, for my political uh, satirical uh, money uh, these days, I would just give me a John Oliver or a Bill Maher or a Samantha Bee. Yeah, I mean, I always thought, I always thought uh, John Oliver was great, and I actually remember watching The Daily Show when John Stewart was out, and they had um, Colbert actually hosted it for a few days. I remember that. It was a bit going, shaky. Yeah, I remember that. Fun. It was a bit shaky. Though, you know, a he's, he's, shaky he's was weird. But Colbert's great on his uh, uh, late yeah. show um, monologues. Yeah. Yeah, but it was weird because you, you're used to seeing John Stewart up there. But then when Colbert did, it was still pretty good too. You know, so he was a, you know he was a good guy. It's it's that's the kind of stuff we like. Yeah, so we can both both agree to that. Yeah, and not bad parodies. Exactly. But what can we? Well, another thing we can agree upon is uh, the topic for today's episode is um, yes. once again. So we heard we heard a little segment up front, and the reason why we didn't have a large amount of video footage or audio uh, clip of that is um, we're, we're doing the topic today is uh, this TV show called Turn On that came out on ABC on February 1969. It was produced by George Slater, who produced uh, Rowan Martin's Laugh-In. And Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, NBC, the not bad crowd proudly presents the 100th Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, starring Dan Rowan, Dick Martin, Ruth Buffy. And the reason that we don't have any audio footage other than what we played up front is it only, it aired one episode and one episode only. And that is if you were in New York, if you were in California, the episode never aired. If you were in, I say, I think Cleveland, um, after they came back from the first commercial break, uh, <laughs> people tuned in to watch the show, uh, saw a, a blank screen and a man playing the organ, which wasn't part of the show. <laughs> no. they, they, they simply pulled yeah. the show mid-show, which I don't think has ever happened other than uh, the show. So it's considered the biggest flop in TV comedy history. Yeah, it was kind of a uh, it was like a precursor to social media where the word got out on the East Coast about how bad that show was, and then people were calling each other, other stations were calling each other saying you've got to pull this show. And so by the time it, it was supposed to air, yeah, in California, it just it was never on the air. Yeah, and that's the power of when it was just a three network operation. I mean, you, you uh, mm-hmm. just to give you a little background, there was no Netflix, there was no Hulu. <laughs> <There> was- <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's no um, demand there, on demand TV. There was TV, no uh, daily TV. motion. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You and you, if you had to change a channel, and then at, at one o'clock at night, the TV would go off. That's right. There would be no more. But this show seems yeah. kind of funny. I mean, and, and there was a lot of talent behind it because Rowan and Martin's Laughing, uh, which George Slater produced. Um, premiered in 1967, and this was 1969. So, essentially, um, I think Bristol Myers was the sponsor of the show that came to them and, mm-hmm. and, and offered George Slater the opportunity to pretty much, I think, produce what he wanted. Is that is that correct? The arrogance of power took over, and you know I'm cocky now, but uh, 40 years ago with a 50 share, forget about it. <laughs> and that's when we sold turn on. Yeah, I mean, it was. Pretty, I think he was given a blank check because he was like, as as he described it, you know, he was full of, um, you know, hubris. After like, I, th- I think his quote was like, "After I got a fifty share, I could do what I wanted." George Slater said that, um, and so yeah, he he was doing what he wanted with uh, turn on. Yeah, and it doesn't seem so bad because basically uh, the writing staff included a young Albert Brooks. Which, so that was uh, in, in, in the Wikipedia description of a young Albert Brooks. Um, it would be weird if, the, if it said uh, the writing staff included a presently day-aged Albert Brooks for, yeah, no, for 1969. So, of course, it's a young Albert yes. Brooks. They yeah. couldn't have said it included yeah, Albert the, Brooks. We should flag that in Wikipedia because that's not descriptive. Yeah, take it down. Um I know, yeah. So not only, um, and and, uh, I think the premise of the show, uh, again, there was only one episode, so we don't really know how the other episodes would have gone. It had a guest host, and that guest host, of course, was uh, who, Scott? Uh, That was Tim Conway of kind of pre-Carol Burnett fame. He was um, kind of a known TV star at that point, but, you know, on his way up. So that was Was it pre-Carol Burnett? When when did Carol Burnett uh, premiere? Don't you shouldn't ask me that, dude. <laughs> okay. well, here, here, here comes a um, siren, but, uh, so I can I can look it up. Hold on. Okay, look it up. Yeah. Uh, oh, it premiered in nineteen sixty-seven. Okay, so okay, so it was. So he's already a star after the Carol Burnett show, and there's actually I did see one outtake from the Carol Burnett show that I did wind up laughing a lot at. That had twenty million hits on YouTube. What, 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 what happened? Um, but it's, it's pretty funny, you know. It's like when they do the Mamas Family, yeah. the old, the Southern Family, and it's Tim Car- Tim Conway doing a ca- his character. Where he's talking about uh, a dwarf guy and an elephant, and it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> it's all an outtake. They were just he was just, but the the funny thing is he was so straight faced yeah. when he was telling the story, but everybody else was just on the floor. There was that the deal with the Carol Burnett show, and again we 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 mock like say Jimmy Fallon for laughing at their own jokes, but wasn't the Carol Burnett show all about them laughing at their own jokes? <laughs> Here's the interesting thing about that. Okay, well, while we're tying this in, because this is comedy history and it is on, I believe, on the subject. Yes. So when when Saturday Night Live first started, they kind of started as an antidote to the Carol Burnett show. Oh, I'll wait for the siren. No, there you go. Um, and they started they started as an antidote mm-hmm. to the Carol Burnett show because they they people on Saturday Night Live hated that. Oh, yeah. When the people would start cracking up at their own skits, and they would actually had a phrase for it. They would <laughs> say. That's to Carol Burnett. They would say that if people were doing that. Yeah. And now it's come all. It's come full circle. Well, Jimmy Fallon was the worst. 
you know, because I think they're a little bit better about it now, but Jimmy Fallon was just yeah, Mr. W- cracking up on his own skits. Yeah, like, the whole point is, like, you're a professional that, you know, you shouldn't yeah. be laughing <laughs> at your own stuff because it's so fucking precious. If you, I would, I would urge you and the rest of all while we're talking about Tim Conway and turn on if you play, just let's do Tim Conway elephant story. It's actually pretty damn impressive where he's tell, he's telling this story and the rest of the cast is just like cracking up. It's funny and it's uh, you, so you can see why George Schlatter what might <clears throat> want somebody like Tim Conway as the host of Turn On. Yeah, Tim Conway is funny. So the original episode, the original, I think it was the pilot. Uh, episode. Uh, Tim Conway is the host, and throughout the episode, uh, he all throughout the episode he tries committing suicide, and they showed that to the sponsors Bristol Myers, and they <laughs> they went from uh, having thirteen a commitment for thirteen episodes to sixteen episodes. Which is weird, which like you would think you go, okay, wait a minute, why, okay, this show that's so bad, then why would you order more of them? Well, the, um, I, and that, I think we'll, we'll dive into this, you know, further in, but uh, was it bad or was it, uh, as they say, it was ahead of its time or was it uh, just all the political bureaucraticness? Of 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 uh, you know a three network TV system where affiliates had an important say uh, you know really brought it down and again well, we won't know because we there's no footage of it. We 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 well we do have a couple of things. Um, I just want to throw a couple um, things up front before we get into yeah. it. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, Tim Conway was the host, but his his do you remember who his co-host on the show was, Harmon? I don't. Who? Oh, a, a, a it, computer. It yeah, it was computer. Yeah, tell, tell me about was, that premise. It, it does kind of seem like an interesting premise. Um, just to set it up before you we, you you jump in, it was this was around the time that uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey came out, and I think um, having a computer like a, a old timey 1969 computer, I guess maybe was it like playing off of Hal from uh, 2001. May, I don't think it was like explicit, but that must have been in there. People would have known that mm-hmm. about that. I think the other interesting thing that um, George Schlatter brought up was that he was using, he made use of a lot of a new instrument called a Moog synth, Moog or Moog. Watch out, nerds. Moog, <laughs> uh, Moog, Moog synthesizer. Um, which had just kind of been popularized. And so apparently there's a lot of that in the show, and there's no laugh track, which I think might have thrown people off. Yeah, so instead of a laugh track, they just had, like, sound effects. Or, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that seems kind of funny-ish, you know? And it just seems, so here's a description. Um, it was uh, using various rapid-fire jokes and risque-sigets, but no laugh track. Uh, the program was filmed instead of presented live or on videotape. And again, that sounds slightly Monty Python-ish, though Monty Python premiered, I believe, 1969. So they, well, I guess around the yeah. same time, but, uh, you know, didn't really make it onto these shores, um, you know, when it was, you know, first premiering in the UK. But that sounds kind of Monty no, Python-ish. No, no, most of yeah, well, most of what people know for about the, no, it does, especially when you, when they talk about all, because it was like, um, and that one clip that we both saw, maybe you can insert clip here. Uh, George later talks about how they they were trying to um, 
they wanted to like really mess with people's minds and stuff and so they had to do some effect where the, the, they couldn't do it at the time so what they wound up doing was shooting film through four different mirrors so you could have four images on the screen and the network kind of was freaking out was like dude people can't look at that many things at one time they will go for so many things on the screen at the same time yeah, what do you much. think you're doing you're it's killing me much, here. Yeah. There's too many things on so, the yeah, screen. They, they had that. They had people. They would. They uh, another story was they would, they would give cameras and film to UCLA film students and just go tell them to go out and shoot stuff. And they had animations and stop motion. So yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to see what was there. Yeah. So like one skit depicted a young woman trying to get the pill out of a vending machine. You know, edgy, 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 edgy. Uh, and she put a quarter in and you pan down and it said the pill. And she started, she went crazy. It wouldn't come out of the vending machine. And she went nuts screaming. That. They thought, well, this is a woman. This is a sexually aggressive woman. I said, yeah, yeah, that happens, you know. Where do you think all of these babies come from? Right? Um, one skit, just, um, I heard George Slater describe it. Involved like um, right. some one person on one side of the screen was throwing a rock. And then the other person on the other side of the screen would throw a bigger rock. And then the guy got a spear, and the guy got a bigger spear, and then the guy got an atomic bomb, and it went off, and then it goes back to them throwing rocks again. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a kind of you know, it was a lot of anti-war stuff. And then I read, I was reading comments through some of the stuff and on people on YouTube, and it's like a lot, a lot of people like remember like going, oh, I remember when this came on. I was really excited to see the 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 show, but I miss. The premiere episode, and I figured, oh, I'll catch the next one. Yeah. <laughs> that never happened. But somebody was mentioning that there was some kind of anti-Israel critique, not just just saying, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just a critique of Israel's policies. Right. And they think they were wondering how much that might have had to do with stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I believe George Slater yeah. is uh, Jewish, so... I know, but that was part of the thing. They were just—it's it, not this difference between, as you know, <laughs> between anti-Israel mm-hmm. and anti-Jewish. You know, right. that and that was the point. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So again, it was hosted by a computer, and this is before. Okay, so uh, and we've had you know since we've had shows hosted by computers. There was uh, Max Headroom, you know. Yep. Um, we've had movies, uh, Tron. Where a computer is uh, a, a character in it. Yeah, very, and then, oh, they had a sketch where the Pope was going, peace baby. <laughs> yeah, peace baby. Yeah, Pope. edgy, the edgy. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> well, the, the thing is, we just all we have are these secondhand descriptions of the shows, because you would think, you would have thought that this would have been leaked out into YouTube at one point, and there's nothing, there's nothing out there. Yeah, yeah. I think that was part of the deal was uh, they couldn't... Uh, I think George Slatter got, still got paid, but the, the agreement was he couldn't show any of the footage. And the network, my deal with the network was that they wouldn't pay me anything unless I agreed to never air the shows. Because if you ever saw the shows, they're brilliant. They're really great. Yeah, that's interesting because um, there's, a, there's a really good article on Night Flight, which we'll post in the... Uh blog post with this where they they tried to get a hold of the copy of the show right. and and even the george Slater people were like going yeah no we can't we can't let it out um so you said it might be at the tv museum in new york are you sure on that 
No, it is. No, I, I've actually talked to actually a mutual friend of ours. Mm-hmm. So you might remember uh, our friend Daniel Frank, comedian from uh, Austin. Um, I remember him saying he actually went there and watched it. They have two episodes. Really? The first two episodes, you can go and watch them. And so we're hoping that maybe Harmon, if you have some time, you can go watch one. Yeah, and, if I have like, time and an iPhone, and, I could watch it and record it. Well, that's I'm sure I I would put money on it. They take your phone away or something if you go. How much money? Well, maybe five dollars. How about, how about five hundred dollars? <laughs> See, I've been, I've been playing poker lately, and uh, that's yeah. called an all in. Are you that's not, me? No, it's called an all okay. in. <laughs> all do right, do you got the nuts? Well. Just <laughs> but you got the nuts. Put go all in. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Well, I'm thinking thinking they'll probably take your – but you could try it. That's all I'm saying. So um, out there, everybody, if we can convince Harmon to go down there, maybe spend an hour or so. So they said yeah, they have I'll, two I'll, I'll go do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, and I think it's free. I think if you just go down there – I think show, I've been there before money. a long time ago when I was just visiting when I didn't live here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's somewhere around Midtown, but I'll go investigate. And you could probably, oh, I bet you could make multiple pieces of content out of that if you went and watched that. Yeah. But the interesting, the interesting thing is that that's what everyone says. There were only two episodes, but it's like, no, if they were like, if they were like really going to premiere this as a TV show, you know, you have to have a season, which, you know, back in that day would have been 12 or 16 No, no, episodes. no. Like, like I said, they originally got a commission for 13 and then they upped it to 16. So uh, there's probably. So they had more. Yeah. Yeah, because there's there's some interesting like tidbits floating around. Like for example, I think the second episode, the monkeys were supposed. To you be, just guess, took the, the monkeys the, right out of my mouth. Yeah, so I to mention <laughs> that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, the monkeys filmed a guest segment, uh, which was scheduled to be broadcast yeah. on March twelfth, nineteen sixty nine, but it was canceled. So none of that material was ever seen. And the guest host yeah, for the second you, episode, uh, by the way, was uh, Robert Culp. And yeah, and his wife. And but the the interesting thing about the monkeys one is it's monkeys minus Peter, minus Peter Tork. Nobody, <laughs> all the other guys were still there, but Peter Tork was the one who had left. Yeah, that was so. I guess that was after they filmed Head. So that was filmed sixty eight, yeah. maybe. I think so. Yeah, sixty eight. And then the series was over. Then like, so just a footnote. It's always like these guys, like uh, Peter Tork. I think was am was always like. No man, this is bullshit. Uh, this, 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 I'm gonna go off and make my own music. Oh yeah, well, show me some Peter Tork music that stand the test of time. <laughs> Do we have that solo album just Tork that uh, like people are still talking about these days? No, oh, the I mean they had a great uh, song I don't think writing Peter team. Tork produced. Produced Repo Man. Oh, yeah, this, Michael Nesmith. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Michael Nesmith, yeah. 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 Do you know, I, I once interviewed uh, Davy Jones. Oh, yeah. Was he, how was he? Uh, he's he's dead now, but uh, then he was right, a little... Yeah. Oh, he was great. He was... Um, I, I interviewed him on the phone, and while I was interviewing him, he, he lived in Florida, and this was maybe about 10 years ago, and he was biking. He was biking on the coast, and I talked to him for about an hour. Okay, cool. Uh, it's longer um, than when I needed to talk to him, but then he started going, you know, started talking about being at parties with John Lennon, and I'm like, "Go on, Davy Jones, tell me more." <laughs> <laughs> well, they were. He was. He was in the. I think it was, he was in the cast of Oliver, and they were on the same as part of the cast of Oliver. He was on the same show 
um, the same Ed Sullivan show as the Beatles. Oh wow! Yeah, so I remember. I think I remember that trivia somewhere. Yeah, so like, yeah, knew him back in the day. That's right. So uh, we digress a bit, but that's sort of I think a part of our template of our show. I think it's kind when, of when, we, when yeah. we when yeah. we when we we franchise the show and like how, much, how the Office franchise to say Spain or Romania. When we franchise comedy history uh, 101 to other countries, and they'll have their country's hosts do it uh, in, in in the guidelines, they'll say, uh, you know, uh, get off point a lot. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, I, th- I think the, if, I, if I can bring things back on, if you don't mind me bringing things back please on, do, point, please do, please do, or, or, or if I could say to turn them on point a bit. Yeah. I think one of my favorite. Um, uh, stories about the show was that that Tim Conway was telling maybe insert clip here yeah. the one where Tim Conway is talking about where they had the, he was living in L A at the time because you know he's on the Carol Burnett show as well he then they were having the um, the premiere party yeah. in L A like right when it started airing in New York and then by the time it was supposed to air in LA two hours later or whatever it had already been canceled <laughs> so he was just saying yeah we had we had the premiere and the closing party at the same time yeah that uh turn on was a show that Joe, uh, George Slaughter thought was going to be hysterical and it kind of was but it was way ahead of its time I'm not sure even if you saw it today that maybe that time has also passed we did the show uh it came on on a Tuesday night I think or something like that it aired first in New York, and we had a uh, opening party out here at a hotel, and we were waiting for the reviews. As it came across the country, it was being canceled. <laughs> it got canceled in New York, and when it got to Ohio, they shut it off after 15 minutes. I mean, they didn't even let it go the whole half hour. So, like, yeah, the station manager called and said, get that off. I mean, a guy who plays an organ in case the station blows up, Hadn't played in 20 years. Um, and it, it came, by the time it got to California, it was, it was off. So we had a, uh, the uh, coming out party and the cancellation party, very economical, because it was all in one evening, <laughs> and gone. So uh, yeah, it, I am so proud of it, yeah. Every time George uh, receives an award, I'm always in the audience going, uh, George, don't forget to tell him about Turner. Yeah, yeah, uh, which, 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 which I guess will segue to the reactions of, of the airing of Turn On, the one and only airing of Turn On. So uh, it was really what, uh, what George Slater said. It was really uh, the person who really brought it down was this um, network affiliate. The guy who ran a network affiliate in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, so he was a fan of Peyton Place, and all that this guy in Cleveland uh, knew was this show was preempting Peyton Place. Yeah, and, and and he was so he was very vocal about it. Like when it, it went, so he started calling other stations. I think was the yeah. Deal? Do you have the uh, yeah? What was the story there? Uh, so basically, he started calling other stations. Um, he told he told the stations that my. Uh, our switchboard is lighting up because of this. And later, I think it was like Tim Conway said, the, he knew someone that visited that station. And, and uh, they looked at the switchboard and there was only actually just two lines on the switchboard. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that was the one where they like they actually they did the emergency thing where they they pulled the organ player. <laughs> they went to black and just pulled the organ player in the station. That they some, apparently it was something they hadn't done in like twenty years. Yeah, it was such a just like there's no way we could go on with this. That that I mean it was just like <laughs> they're fifteen minutes in and they went to the commercial and they came back. And if you've been watching, there was there was instead of the show just the organ player. Which, sounding to the theme of this show, that sounds like people might have thought that was part of the show. <laughs> yeah. First, I'd like to get footage of that organ player. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm sure. It's like I can't believe this is on. I cannot believe the show is not leaked out somewhere. They must. This is like. This is like the golden. This is like the the holy grail now, dude. Yeah. So here's a few more reactions to to the show. I I think. Uh, Let's see. After seeing the episode several stations, the Western Time Zone decided, decided not to broadcast the show at all. Um, it, I think a, a station in Denver stated, we have decided without hesitation that it would be offensive to a major segment of the audience if they showed it. Uh, viewers <laughs> of Little Rock, which disliked the show, but decided to air it, uh, jam the station switchboards with complaints. Uh, ABC affiliate uh, in Dallas elected to air the show on the following Sunday night at 1030 uh, time to overwhelming negative response. Okay, that's all right. Um, ABC executive stated that creatively turn on did not work. He compared the show negatively to the comedy of Dean Martin. Um, Laughing in the Smothers Brothers, which the executive described as absolutely beyond belief awfully blue uh but those shows are popular and unlike turn on they're funny yeah so there we go yeah i think i like the if i could read the so we talked about the original um guy from cleveland who's all pissed off about the, the show he actually went out of his way and sent a uh, telegram to um abc management um right to the ABC Network Management, yeah. So, and the, the telegram read as this: <clears throat> If you naughty little boys have to write dirty words on the walls, please don't use our walls. Turn on is turned off, as far as W E W S is concerned. Well, I think it's also you know okay. So you got to look at it, it's like 1969, so it was also kind of time of culture clash. So it was kind of like yeah, you know oh the yeah, squares totally. and the hipsters kind of uh, 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 facing off. So. I think it was just probably a little bit too, uh, I mean, it was kind of like laughing, but, uh, again, I don't know. I never seen it, but what I just know from what I've heard, yeah. you know, it was like, you know, it was the squares just didn't get it, but also it could have been be really like, not funny. I don't know. No one knows. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be like trying to air adult swim right now in like prime time or something, you know, so that's, that's the the feeling I get. Oh, like if you aired an adult swim show, uh, that currently yeah, back in 1969, exactly. like a Tim, and, like, like a t- it sounds a lot like a Tim and Eric kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but it, you know, it pissed off the squares, I guess, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, they were going unconventional against formula. They didn't have a host. Uh, they had a Moog synthesizer instead of a laugh track. Um, it was filmed inside a computer, you know, w- which was the concept. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but but regardless, um, in the 1980 book, the worst TV shows ever stated that Turn On was actually quite close to the original concept for Laugh-In. It wasn't that it was a bad show. It was 
that it was an awkward show. So, and again, like on the first episode of anything, you know, it takes a couple episodes to get legs. Yeah, it takes a little bit to, yeah. But again, we won't know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, well, it's like, it's, 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 if you go back and watch some of those first Seinfeld episodes, back when it was called the Seinfeld Chronicles, I mean, the pacing on that is so slow compared to the later episodes. Right, right. So, you know, it, it had to yeah. maybe get its legs. But so the next week when it was scheduled to come back on, on, on the February 12th episode, uh, maybe some fans of the show, uh, instead of getting turned on, they got the ABC Wednesday night movie. <laughs> ah, what was that? Um, okay, so it was something written by uh, the guy Harlan Ellison. Um yeah, and, famous science fiction writer. Yeah, the, yeah, and he said the last quote about it, it was a bad show, it was an awkward show. But I remember reading whatever movie that ran was also rated one of the worst movies of all time. So it was, it was <laughs> bit, a bit of irony. Or was that yeah. the plan? Oh. Yeah. Oh, or maybe it was like, yeah, exactly. Um, I think one of the other... Um, cause, so that aired on um, ABC, Turn On aired on ABC. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that after the, re- the all that stuff that happened with Turn On, that that also led them to reject another pilot. Ah, yeah, that, tell them about that. In which in, in which they said the uh, ABC management said the lead character was too foul mouthed and bigoted. Yo, um, you stupid uh, meathead! Yeah. You yeah. dumb meathead! Yeah, so yeah, and so <laughs> you... th- this this uh, <laughs> this uh, pilot was written by a gentleman by the name of Norman Lear. Oh. And it was called uh, All in the Family. And so it wound up that CBS picked it up. And they're the ones that kind of ran to the end zone with the football, with two, if I could use a football. Yeah, with the, with the show that changed, uh, you know, television history, uh, no doubt. More or less. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yep. it, it says here that ABC got, in part, and, and again, in the social media age, this seems like, you know, I guess the angry phone calls would be equivalent to nowadays, uh, uh, you know, angry tweets. Um, angry tweets, yeah. So if they said they got 369 call, calls complaining and 20 calls supporting it. Um, that doesn't seem like very much. But again, it's just like, I guess what? people had yeah. a call rather than just, you know, you know, type on their phone. Yeah, no, <laughs> they actually had to go to the phone and make it, they had to, did a, a physical activity. Yeah, so network officials, after they got th- 369, 369 calls of complaints, the network told their sponsor, Bristol Myers, that the show was unacceptable, and Bristol Myers ordered Schlater uh, to end production. Oh dear. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and again, I was just researching something on the TV show Lassie, and it was that it was back in the day when when sponsors pretty much ran the shows because uh, right, Lassie yeah. was basically owned by Campbell's Soup, who <laughs> was the yeah, sponsor no, they throughout were... the whole uh, run of Lassie, which was uh, when. No, it was like is that total? Yeah, it was that total Mad Men like Walter J. Thompson thing where. That advertising agency produced the show, but it was actually bought by and paid for by the the uh, sponsors. Yeah, exactly. It was a uh, and there's a whole interesting history into that. We'll save it for another podcast. But um, you know, yeah. ads used to just people they they were they they figured like they, instead of having ads, they could just create content. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and then, own it. So this then, this being the case, where Bristol Myers, what products does Bristol Myers put out? 
I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be an interesting one. Are they, I guess, are they still around? They must be. Um, so lastly, I guess you know, going back to the adage of uh, that the squares didn't like it was also the name turned on. Uh, some of the networks thought it was a reference to Timothy Leary's uh, acid sort of uh, mantra of. Uh, uh, tune on, uh-huh. tune in, drop out. So it was like they thought it was an act, which it, maybe it was, you know, a double sort of meaning on it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there was that was in there somewhere. I think it was intertwined. Yeah. You know, with the spirit of the time, the zeitgeist, as they would say. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was 1969. So, any final takeaways on 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 the one and only episode of uh, Turn On? Um, yeah, well, number one, I w- I'm curious to see if it is as bad as people say it is. And number two, I want Harmon to go to the Paley Center in New York and watch an episode of the show. Yeah, I'll look into that. So, uh, uh, and okay. if I can bring a camera, I will record, at least I can record audio. If you can. Yeah, but we should, you should cut that part out because then we're telling them, we're, we're telling them. Oh, do you think they, they tune into this? <laughs> <laughs> they might. Yeah. You might have to change your name. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'll have to wear a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Fedora. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm Tim Conway here to check well, out the. If it does exist, uh, I will bring, I'll at least record audio of it. Okay, that would be good. Okay. So there. Yeah. So I think that pretty much covers the history of Turn On, the biggest flop in comedy history, comedy TV history. And with that, it's time to plug away. Scott, do you have anything to plug? Well, hey, Harmon, as usual, well, we have a new episode of This is the President up just this week. Um, you can hear uh, oh, uh, you can hear Harmon and I talk about the October surprise. Yes, it's a it's kind of a rerun, but Harmon has a new twist on things. Um, also, we've we've oh we've you meant you meant it was it this. was we did do it twice. <laughs> yes, okay. we did do it twice, yeah, I, but you weren't. This is like the first time that you were listening in on the phone call, same time as me. Um, so you'll be able to hear us all the time, and then uh, be sure to uh, stick around, turn in. We're gonna have lots of stuff to talk about during the elections, and then uh, I got a couple short films out making the circuit now, which is pretty exciting. I am actually off to uh, Prague this weekend to show my film uh, The Escape Agents at the Yilava he- Film Festival in the Czech Republic, and then in a couple weeks I'll be at the Winterthur Film Festival in um, Switzerland with another film called. Everything you want to know about sudden birth, but we're afraid to ask. And hopefully coming to places in the States soon. Nice. And for me, uh, the first week in November, November 2nd through 4th, I will be performing slash producing a three-day storytelling festival called Story Fest at the People's Improv Theater's new locale in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, there'll be great shows. It's a mixture of New York and North Carolina um, comedic performers, and I'll be performing my show, Harmon Leon Infiltrates Trump America, on that Saturday night night and as always check out all our episodes of comedy history 101 on our site wordsoverchair.com subscribe on itunes comment on itunes it does if you like the show that's how you show you support it just write us a comment and we'll read it on the air and with that thanks a lot for tuning in and bye 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 everyone you're stupid everybody's so stupid Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.